and all the jugs and the bowls were full. She said to one of their sons, another jug, please. He said, that's it. There are no more jugs. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the story to the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and make good on your debts. Live both you and your sons on what is left. You may be seated. Hasn't it been wonderful this morning during the worship that the songs have all been about lifting Jesus up? And you know, friends, when we lift Jesus up in our praise and in our worship, he inhabits the praises of God's people. And that's where we get the anointing. That's where we get the flow. That's where we see miracles happen. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Passion Version puts it, in this sense, I find all the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I want to ask you this morning, have you got that power this morning? Are you enthused? Are you explosive because of what Christ has put into your life? In January, the beginning of the year, I spoke, maybe some of you remember and some of you wanted to forget, about talking about getting stronger from one king's uh, 22 about go strengthen yourself and that we as a leadership believe that this was a year about getting stronger and at the end of my message most people stood up saying they wanted this year that they would get stronger do you remember so how are you doing eight months gone are you getting on During the past months, we've had messages on victorious living. We had Hugh speaking about who we are. We had Trevor speaking about hearing. Last week, we had about the power of speaking and controlling the tongue. It's all helping us to get stronger. There are many ways of getting stronger, both spiritually and physically. And I don't want to go into all that this morning again. But today, I want us to look at one alternative from this reading from two kings, that less is more. That less is more. I want to ask you this morning, are you empty enough to be blessed? Are you empty enough to be a blessing? Are you willing to overflow and release what you've got to bless others? Or are you holding it back? I want to say, what is occupying your life? What is getting you stressed up? What is getting you et up in, in your life at this moment in time? What's making it so much so that you're thinking of all that which is inside you and not making room for God to work? Because I want to say, friends, by us being so full of ourselves and looking at ourselves and thinking of what's happening within, we're stopping God bringing relief. We're stopping God bringing breakthrough for our lives. We're stopping God releasing the miracle for your life that he wants to do this very moment, this day. As we look at 2 Kings 4, we see the question, what have you got in your house? What have you, or what have you got that can be used? Do you have nothing? Or do you have something? I believe this morning, friends, we've all got something. That's a good place to start. When Jesus went to the cross and he died, 
Did he give the part of himself or did he give all of himself? Hello? Okay. It's interactive, okay? He gave all of himself upon the cross. When he went to the cross, friends, he became poor, it says, to make us rich. When Jesus came into your life and you got saved, did he give a little bit of himself? Did he just touch one area of your life? Or did he come in completely? Hello? Completely. So we're in agreement there, all right? He came in completely and made us a new creation. That we started new, but we were complete. And when Jesus came into our lives, friends, he came in all his fullness. That's completely. That means everything that he is, everything that he has, he came and brought into your life. So I want to say this morning, when you feel as you've got nothing, and you've got nothing to give, I want to say, friends, if you've got Jesus Christ in your life, you've got something. That is why it says in that version I read that Christ's explosive power is in us to conquer every difficulty. The problem being is, friends, is that we don't believe it sometimes and we don't think about it and we don't switch it on. The woman had nothing left in her house. She tried everything in her own might. She tried everything that she had. She sold maybe all her furniture. She sold everything that was in the house to pay off the debt that was outstanding. She had everything, everything had gone apart from a small jug of oil. She was in a state of despair. She was in a state of, of frustration and desperation. And she was looking for a breakthrough. And maybe you're like that this morning, friends. You don't know where to turn or things are not going the right way or things you're not happy about within your life or within church or within your family or within your work. I want to say, friends, God is here to break through this morning. The debts were not her own. They were done by her husband. And you think, oh, well, that means he must have either betted it away or he gambled it away or he gave it away. I want to say, friends, if you look at the readings, her husband was Obadiah. Obadiah was doing God's work. He supported 250 prophets who were hiding away from Baal and, 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 and the prophets of Baal and King Ahab in, in the... Uh, in different caves, and he supplied him with food and with drink and supported them all through. It's surprising, isn't it? You know that bad things can happen to God's people? Yet, so often, even this past week in work, we've, people have been talking about, oh, why does all bad things happen to good people? Why can't it happen to them? They're not very nice people. They're bad people. It can happen to them. Why does it happen either to my mum or my dad or my, my son or my daughter or my auntie or my uncle or my grandmother or my grandfather. We can put the blame, yet they put blame on God and they don't believe in him. I want to say this morning, friends, that God is no man's debtor. He says, he shall supply all your need. So Elisha asks this question. What do you have in your house? And she answered, I have a little oil. That was the most valuable thing that she had left and everything else had gone. Notice in the story that Elisha didn't bring anything to the house. He didn't give her anything 
for you. You see, friends, God will always use something in your house. God will always use something that he's put inside of you. If you're saved this morning, friends, it says we are temples and we are vessels of the Holy Spirit, as has been said about this morning. You have something. I want to say, friends, if you're saved this morning and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you've got something. You've got something that's great. You've got something that's wonderful. You've got something that can change people's lives and transform people's lives and can bring breakthrough in your life. You always got something in your house. God brings your miracle, friends, from your house. You've got to believe in yourself, your talents, your gifting, your ambitions, your, ambi- your, your abilities. The devil will always tell you, friends, that, that you're not worth it. He'll always tell you that you haven't got nothing. He'll always tell you that you can't do something. But I want to say, standing on God's word this morning, that you are capable of doing something wonderful in your life and in other people's lives if you're willing to come to the Lord and allow him to use what is in your house. See, Jesus in in us, it says, is the hope of glory. That's enough, friends, to bring breakthrough, to bring healing, to bring promotion, to bring deliverance, to bring a blessing, to, to allow a skill and a talent and a vision and a business plan to come to fruition. Whatever you require in your life, friends, God will bring it out what he's already put in. You've got it already. And God wants to bless you, and he wants you to be a blessing this morning. And sometimes, friends, it's so easy for us not to assess ourselves correctly. You know, we can believe for everybody else's difficulties. We can go and pray for everybody else for their healings. We can pray for everybody else about their deliverance. We can pray for everybody else about their financial situation. We can pray, we can pray, we can pray. And when it comes to ourselves, we go, oh dear. Hello? Right in the right note? See, we expect miracles, friends, out of the ordinary. But we don't sometimes expect miracles in the mundane things of life. And that's where God wants to use us. God gave you too much, friends, to let you die in your own frustration, depression, desperation, and self-importance. Do you know that? You it is, it says. And he is you is. That's why we cry. Abba, Father. Paul writes to the Corinthians in reading from the Passion, it says, We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's and not ours. I want you to keep that in mind as we go through this message. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within. So where does it come from? Hello? Where's it come from? Within. So that the extraordinary overflow, so where's it coming out of? Out of us, within. So that the power will be seen as God and not ours. God wants us, friends, 
to empty ourselves of pride, offense, condemnation, shame, attitude, self-worth, doubt, hang-ups, and habits, so that, friends, he can work in us and through us, so that we are less and he is more. So he can fill us, friends, with more of himself, so he can work out of us. We can be so full of ourselves, friends, that God cannot work. And sometimes, friends, we can be our own biggest problem. When we blame other people for circumstances in our life, then we give them, an, we give them really permission to have an hold on us. By doing this, friends, we allow them to have uh, the, the power over us and to control us. What I want to say, friends, this morning, if you're a child of the living God this morning, you are the destiny that other people cannot touch. You are the destiny, friends, that other people cannot deny and take away from you. With Christ in our lives, friends, we have a sure hope and a sure destination. So there's many, and then we've got this already, the Catherine Kuhlman. We heard about it in the in the past, and it's a wonderful, just a little phrase, passage I'm going to read to you. It says, remember to whom you belong. I am his by him created. I am his by him redeemed. I am twice his by original right and by purchase. I am his, and he will defend me. He will correct me. He will make use of me. Isn't that nice? He will love me. And he will delight in me. I am my beloved, and no one else possesses either right or power over me, except according to his will. He is mine, and all that is mine is his. All my sin, all my weakness, all my condemnation, all my misery, all my fears, all my shortcomings, I give to him. They are his. His strength is my strength. His righteousness is my righteousness. His wisdom, his holiness, his salvation is mine. And his God is my God. His Father is my Father. His brethren, my brethren. And his heaven, my home. For I belong to him. And he is mine. Isn't that wonderful this morning? Don't forget, friends, that God has chosen you. Paul writes to the Corinthians, he says, but God chose those of whom the world considers foolish to shame those who think they are wise. And God chose the puny and the powerless to shame the eye and the mighty. He chose the lowly, uh, the laughable in world's eyes, the nobodies, so that they would shame the somebodies. But he chose what is regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent, so that they would be in no place be for, boastful, for prideful boastful in God's presence. But it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God. And that we are being joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And now he is our God-given wisdom, our virtue, our holiness, and our redemption. Friends, we are chosen vessels. And we need to be in the right place 
so the oil to flow. And God will use people friends who are willing to be in that place so that he might shine his glory through them. There used to be a song we used to sing. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Well, I like the third verse the best. It says, give me unction in my gumption, make me function. Give me unction in my gumption, I pray. Give me unction in my gumption, make me function. Make me function till the break of day. Hallelujah. Friends, we need a willingness to allow God's power to sustain us. We need to have an enthusiasm and an e eagerness to succeed. We need a spark of excitement in our souls and in our spirit of what God is doing and is about to do. Anyone can wish for success. We can sing, wait for the stars. Climb. Oh, sorry, wrong place in it. Oh. Like, I just preach for the stars. Okay. I want to say, friends, it takes gumption to make things happen. Faith and wishing is not enough, but it needs effort and enthusiasm and determination for gumption is required to see God move in our lives and in other people's lives. This woman was empty, and she still cried out, trusting God for an answer. This desperate woman answers, all I have is a little oil. And this morning you might say, well, all I have is the Holy Spirit. I want to say that's enough. So she told her sons to go and correct, collect and borrow even more debt, if you look at it for some reason. All the vessels, all the jars, all the containers they could find, as much as possible. All the plastic containers, all the watering cans, all the jugs, all the buckets, anything and everything that could hold oil. From one little jug. They go into the house. They shut the door. And from this one little jug, she starts pouring and pouring into a small jug, into a bigger container, into a large container. And it's still pouring, and it's still pouring, and it's still pouring. And one by one, the jars are filled, large and small, all from this one small jug. And each, each one was filled. She was told to put the vessels to the side so that the empty ones could be filled. I want to say, friends, if you want to be continually filled, then you need to be empty. Maybe this morning, friends, you're so full that you're stagnated. I want to say, friends, stagnated, he wants you to flow. He wants you to become empty so he can fill you more so you can pour out. All the full ones that couldn't receive more, where were they put? They were put aside. I tell you what, friends, I don't want to be put aside, even at my age. I don't want to be put aside, friends. I want to be more. I want to have more. I want to have more. I want to fill more. I want to flow more. I want to say this morning, friends, do you want to be put to your side? Or do you want to flow? Because I want unction in my gumption. 
you really want God's miracles for your life, sometimes you need to restore you really in this as well. You need to get alone with God. The problem is, friends, that when we get alone with God in many cases, we don't hang around long enough to get an answer. We need to take time with God. Behind closed doors, friends, is where we invest in our relationship with God. When we intercede, friends, for others, we are pouring oil into vessels after vessels, into the next life, into the next life, into the next life, into the next life. I want to say, friends, he will give you enough for you to supply. He says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. I want to say, friends, the source of blessing is all from one place, from one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. It may come in from a multitude of directions, friends, but it's from one source. And the widow's oil was poured out of one single pot into all the vessels that were borrowed. And God is continually looking, friends, for empty vessels to fill with his oil and with his joy and with his grace and with his mercy. Because I want to tell you, friends, it's a limitless supply. She stops and asks for another, for another. And she's got her head down and she's pouring it in. And she says, and another, and another, and another. She said, where's another one? And they say, there is no more. And the oil stops. The flow stops. When we stop pouring, friends, into people's lives, when we start allowing to flow into people's lives, the oil stops. The oil is still there, but it will stop. We need to make sure, friends, there are plenty of vessels for us to pour in. How much God was to bless us was based on our capacity to receive. We can only become more when we pour. When you are filled, you are to pour. It's better to pour out because that's when it becomes more. That song we sang this morning, it says, In Majesty, it says, Empty-handed, but alive in your hand. And maybe this morning you feel that you're like that, empty-handed. But I want to say this morning, you're still alive in Jesus. You're still alive in God. You've still got his Holy Spirit within you to move in you and to work in you. The only way to mo for more, friends, is to pour, to release and to give. Keep pouring vision, life, Jesus into every aspect and impact of your life. We can, can we can become dry, friends, not for what we receive, but for what we don't release. Maybe you feel this morning, friends, what's the worth of this? Nobody appreciates me. What can I do? I want to say this morning, the Lord asks this question. Who are you pouring for? Who are you pouring for? For yourself or for God's glory? How empty are you as vessels this morning? I hope you are, because I hope you've been flowing. I hope you've been pouring. That we are ready, friends, for the oil to flow. Are you the next person, friends, to bring 
an answer and a breakthrough to another person's life. My mum doesn't watch uh, or listen to things on, on iTube or anything else like that, YouTube. So I can say this. My mum is from the A.G. Meek era. For those over 55, this will remember A.G. Meek. For those under 55, maybe I've got a clue what I'm on about. It used to be an advert on television. It used to be a shops all through our major towns and cities. They were called A.G. Meek. It was matching shoes, matching handbags, matching gloves. And then for those who Christians, they had matching hats and matching clothes. My mum is very much like that still. If I want to take her out, I've got to get her two hours notice to get ready because she wants everything matching. Matching necklace, matching, uh, matching lipstick, matching this, matching that. Have I got right scarf on, even though it's summertime, when we're going down to the beach, matching. And you think, people, friends, you think you've got frustration in your life? Come down with me for the weekend with my mum. But this woman was told, friends, to get anything and everything. Doesn't matter about size, doesn't matter about look, doesn't matter about shape, doesn't matter about what color it is, doesn't matter whether it matches. She said, get everything you can so that vessels could be used. And God, friends, doesn't want us looking at the jar. He wants us looking at the oil inside. That's what he wants us to see. When we are vessels ready for the oil to flow, then joy and direction and grace will come. But we need to be ready, friends, to pour. Useful for the master, not perfect, but available. So many vessels. Timing is important. Not repeating, not replenishing, but new oil and new wine flowing through us. It says in Hebrews, and without faith, living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. The provision that this woman had was in proportion to her faith and the ability to receive. God has a limitless supply, and he wants it to flow to us so that we can be full, so it might flow out of us. And we need, friends, let it flow through you not from you. It's grace, love, spirit, oil. It will flow to others. But it is him who flows and not us. His grace, his blessing, his favor, his salvation, his healing, his deliverance. We can be a part of it if we're willing to be empty, to be filled and to pour out. It's always less of us and more of him. And we need to be in a position, friends, for what God wants to do in our lives. You may be looking for a breakthrough. But friends, let's be like this woman and cry out and seek God for the answer. You see, if we drink more, then we, we, we can give more. And it's in response to capacity that the anger and thirsting comes. Emptiness, friends, provokes filling. When the flow stops, when you have no room, 
you need to overflow. Last uh, weekend, I went up to Elon Valley for a ride on the motorbike. And uh, we stopped at all the different uh, reservoirs and, and the waterfalls and uh, went to the top reservoir and the, some of the gates were open for the water to flow to come out and go down. God, what a noise, but what a fantastic sight. And what it was is that the top one would flow out and it would go into the next reservoir and that would flow out to the next reservoir and that would flow out to the next reservoir and that bottom reservoir then had, had a, a building in it that had a pump in it, station in it and that would supply Birmingham with water and that would take five days to go from, from Elam Valley to Birmingham to go into that reservoir so then the people in Birmingham can then drink of the water and get refreshed. Friends, you might not see it all at once. It might take five days. It might take five years. But if you keep pouring and keep pouring and keep pouring, people will receive. The woman had not only had enough to pay off her debt, to save their sons from going into slavery, but they had enough to live on for the rest of their lives. What an answer. What a miracle. What a blessing. What a relief. What a breakthrough. And guess what? She could have had more. The vessels came in all different sizes. I want to say that God wants to put a deposit in your soul today to bring dead places to life, to bring wounded places to be healed. If, if we are willing, friends, to be empty and to receive and to allow it to flow out of us, you can't empty God's pot of blessing, friends, for your life. His source is never ending. As long as we have room to receive it, he will keep pouring it. Your ability to handle it or to hold it is the only limiting factor. God has supplied your need abundantly and would have continually given if she could have received, had more place to receive more. God is looking for empty vessels to fill. Only worship team can come up, please. The psalmist says, my cup runneth over with joy. We used to sing a, a Sunday school chorus. I don't apologize going back to something. It seems to stay in your mind. And he went, running over, running over. My cup is full and running over. Since the Lord saved me, I'm as happy as can be. My cup is full and running over. I want to say, friends, is your cup running over this morning? Are you full and happy with the Lord? Have you got the desire of him in your life? For less is more. All these vessels that were around were filled from one small jar, one little oil. Think about it, friends. If we all flowed over in this place this morning, how many lives are going to be touched? How many lives can be blessed? How many lives can be changed? How many lives can be moved from despair another breakthrough. All because, friends, this morning we are willing to flow. It says in 2 Timothy, in a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift 
to is death. Well, they are blessings. I want to say this morning, friends, are you willing? Are you willing to be emptied of self? Are you willing to be emptied to the throne? Are you willing to empty all that you received and all the teaching through all your Christian life to say, I'm going to share. I'm going to give it over because I want more. I want more of Jesus in my life. I want more of God in my life. But I want something different. I want the new wine. I want the new oil because it all comes from one source, friends. It all comes from one jar and the jar fills all the containers. And whatever the number of people you have around, whether it's one or whether it's hundred, friends, I want to say, friends, God can supply you with all the wine that you need to touch other people's lives and to bless other people's lives. I want to say this this morning as we come to an end. If you want that for your life, you think, Lord, I am empty. I'm stagnated. I'm full, but I want to overthrow, and I want to be a blessing to others. I'll ask you right now, friends, as I finish with a prayer, do you stand if you want God to do that in the rest of your life so that you will become stronger, as we talked about in the beginning of the year. You've got four more months to get that strength up. If that's what you want for your life, and you believe God has spoken to you this morning, you stand where you are. reach our hands, friends. It's the God who is the supplier. Father, we stand here this morning as vessels of your Holy Spirit. People who have been saved by your grace, been saved by your mercy and by your love, by your sacrifice upon that cross of Calvary. Father, not to leave us as we were, but Lord, to change us to be more like you. And Father, we ask this morning, Lord, for everyone of us who are standing here this day, that, Father God, that, Lord, where we have been stagnated, where we've been full and we haven't flowed, that, Lord, we will now release. Father God, we will release, Father God, so that we may have a freshness, that we may have a newness, that we may be filled, Lord, with new wine and new oil, Father God, within our beings. Father God, if we feel empty because we feel we've got nothing to give, that we realize, Lord, we are sons and daughters of the living God, that we have your Holy Spirit within us, that you are working through us and in us, Lord, to reach other people. Father, we pray this morning, Lord, that you will touch each life this day, Lord, whether they're desperate, whether they're in that place of frustration. Father God, but the Lord, I wanted a breakthrough this morning. That Father God, that you will break through into people's lives this day. That Father God, that we will realize, Lord, that the source comes from you. The Lord, when we look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, Father God, you will do a complete work within us. Father God, you will do the finished work within us. And Father God, through it, Lord, we will see your kingdom extended. We will see people's lives changed. We will see people's lives being freed. We will see people's lives being for our salvation. We'll see people's lives, Father God, filled with your glory and with your power and with your joy and with your love and with your grace and with your mercy because, Father God, you want to give it to each one of us to flow through us to others so others may receive. Father, we give you the glory and we give you the praise this morning because you are worthy. Hallelujah.